0: Awesome. Thanks, guys. It feels so good to be back worshiping with all of y'all. It's been way too long. Um, I hope you all had a good break. Did y'all have a good break? y'all have fun with your family and friends? Yeah? Good. Okay. Well, this semester, um, we are starting a new series called Good Company, and I'm super excited about it. we have our little couch crew up here, um, to match the graphic, uh, yeah, perfect, looks great. Good job. <laughs> um, so, as we were just thinking and praying about what we were supposed to be talking about this semester at Vespers, um, and as I asked some of you guys, a lot of y'all said you wanted to talk about relationships. And I know that relationships are super important in this season of life, specifically dating. And that's something that's really applicable in what we want to talk about in the college season of life, right? But I'm not going to lie, I, I was a little bit like, ugh, oh, dating. Like, everybody wants to talk about dating. Is that it's too overdone? But as I was praying about it and thinking about it, I was, like, really convicted that the Lord... Um, does want us to talk about relationships. And we will talk some about dating, but there is far more to relationships in Scripture um, than dating. And so I really felt convicted that we are supposed to talk about relationships this semester. And so our theme verse is um, in John John 13, verse 35. Um, if you want to turn there real quick with me. It says... Um, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So Jesus is talking here, and he's saying, By this, by the way you treat other people, by the way you love other people, this is how the rest of the world will know that you're followers of me. And so Jesus is giving this pretty weighty statement, right? Like if we want to show that we are serious about our relationship with Jesus, if we are all in, if we are giving our allegiance to Jesus, if we believe he is our savior and the Lord of the world, then we have to care about the way we treat other people. Um, This is a pretty weighty call. And so this is what we're going to be spending our time talking about this semester, And we're all sinners, right? And relationships are hard. Like, we are going to have a hard time in relationships. We're going to hurt people. Other people are going to hurt us. But it is so important that we look to the life of Jesus to learn how to love other people well. Um, And as, as I was watching some of the college bowl games over the break, I was just seeing how many of the advertisements for the different colleges, trying to get you to come to their college, I mean, y'all already chose UMHB or um, Temple College, that's why you're here, but when they're trying to advertise to get students to come to their college, they're um, really honing in on the fact that college is a time to build relationships, right? They're trying to sell the fact that you're gonna build relationships of a lifetime at their college, and so um, relationships, are an essential part of college, right? Like you're going to college to get an education. Hopefully, that's important to you. But what you're going to take away and what will really stick with you a lot of times is the relationships that you've built. And you're setting the tone now in college for how you're going to relationship the rest of your life. The ways that you are learning how to be in relationships right now is setting the tone for the rest of your life. So it's really important that we take this topic seriously and we think um, intentionally about it. And so this semester we're going to talk about things like how to be a good friend, we're going to talk about um, being judgmental versus being holding people accountable, that's a really important that topic that I think we need to talk about. We're going to talk about um, dating, um, how to have healthy relationships with your parents outside of college. I mean, I know that was a struggle for me, um, and forgiveness, and so we have a lot of really cool, I think, important things to cover this semester, um, so I'm really just excited to see what the Lord does, and how he teaches us and trains us, um, and see what scripture has to say about these topics as well. Uh, so with tonight, before we jump any of, into any of those topics, I really think it's important for us to think about where our identity is found and how our relationship is with Christ. Um, So have you ever, I'm sure many of you have heard someone in their relationships, probably with a significant other, say that this person completes them, right? Like I'm dating someone and they're my other half, they complete me, or they make me whole, they're my rock, they're my everything. They use these really big um, phrases and terms to say that their significant other completes them. And I just want to think about that for a second, like that if we are entering into our relationships, with that expectations, we are setting ourselves up for failure to get hurt and to hurt other people. Um, and y'all, we talked about last semester how we are designed to be in relationships. We are designed as humans to be in community. We looked at um, Genesis 1, when God created humans, and he said it's not good for man to be alone, right? We need community, but if we are expecting other human beings to be the one that can complete us, it's not going to turn out well. It's not going to turn out well. Um, Les and Leslie Parrott, who are relationship specialists, um, they're really awesome. Aaron and I actually used one of their surveys for our premarital counseling, but they say this, they say, If you try and find intimacy with another person, romantic or friendship, before achieving a sense of identity on your own, all your relationships will become attempts to complete yourself. Okay, so y'all hear that with me? If you, in other words, are trying to go to relationships before you have become secure in your own identity, you're always going to be trying to complete yourself and you will be disappointed, and you're going to hurt other people, um, and other people are going to really hurt you. And so the first thing I want us to think about as we're getting the ball rolling on talking about this topic, we're going to talk about it at your tables, is I want you to be honest with the people at your table. Are you turning to other people to attempt to feel complete? So are you looking to relationships um, in your life, whether it's a significant other or friends, to try and find your joy and your completeness? Okay, so ready, break. All right, so before um, we hear from you guys, like we normally do, I thought it would be fun to have some leadership team come be on the hot seat first and share some of their story. Um, So I think that's gonna be a really cool thing also with this semester is just to get to hear more intentionally from you guys. So let's hear what they have to say.
1: Hello, hey guys. Um, I'm Sam, if I haven't met you. yeah, so this is um, a really good question. I think a lot of us fall into that. Um, it is very easy to find someone else for your comfort, and uh, my example is uh, my my junior year of college. Um, I fell into like a pretty hard time, and uh, I started using like different uh, things to find my comfort. And one of my big things was um, just I play on the soccer team and. I used um, my my coach as someone that I've, um, where I found my success, and like trying to please him and please my teammates, um, where I should have been finding the Lord to um, complete that um, hole in my life, um, and so it played a big toll on my season and just my relationships with the team, my teammates, and just everyone around me, um, um, and I. I kind of came to that realization after the season that it really did put a big um, strain on my season and just my well-being, um, and I think it allowed me to um, readjust like my priorities and I allowed the Lord um, I just I seeked more of my time and comfort into the Lord, and I think that changed a lot of um, who I was and my relationships. Um, and it definitely like changed the outlook of my season and just I en- was able to enjoy it a lot more That's mine.
2: Hello. Okay. Hey guys, my name's Abby. Um, and for me, uh, this question, I think back to my freshman year. When I got to college, um, I was just in a serious, pretty serious relationship from high school, and you know, I thought it was gonna work out and everything. And the first day of school, like, it ended. And then right around that time, I also had a family member pass away. So a lot happened in my life all at once, and um, I didn't realize that I had. Was well, I was turning to other people to complete myself and feel like secure and everything else. I mean, I thought I had a great relationship with Christ and everything, but um, that was not the case. I was not turning to Christ for feeling complete and feeling whole because He's the one that proves us because or approves of us because. When that all ended, um, I started going down the paths where I was drinking all the time, just being drunk on the weekends. Um, I would come to church on Sunday, sometimes hungover, and Sid didn't know, but she found out later. Um, And just not not a thing. I was not putting anything with my identity in Christ, not godly relationships. Um, I was putting on a front, really, because I was trying to run away from my emotions and figuring out everything. Um, And after all that um, ended, I realized that my identity was put in that guy because I was with him for so long and I turned it to him for everything and I think that's really important in relationships whether it be in a friendship or in a significant other and Sid kind of talked about this but don't put everything I mean don't make sure, like don't feel so complete in them that you know if that gets removed out of your life that life is just not worth it anymore because that's so not true sorry <laughs> that's not getting uh, emotional but um yeah that was kind of my experience um now I put my identity in Christ and I don't need to feel complete from anybody else I mean I th- still think it's a struggle in some aspects because everybody wants to feel you know like they're complete in everything they do but um really just turning to Christ with that so yeah
0: yeah y'all can give them a hand I think it's really powerful for us to get to hear each other's stories. Um, Does anybody else want to share anything to add? Any other stories about, oh, Harper.
3: Hey guys, our table actually had a great discussion Probably a lot better than y'all's, but it was really good. Um, so we kind of talked about like family members. I guess I'll kind of summarize it. We talked about like family members, and specifically, I talked about like my parents. That like sometimes I like want to feel complete in them, but often like as a teenager and then a college student, you often get um, in arguments and fights with your parents, and they kind of find out that they don't like you don't always get along with them. And if you put like all your marbles in the basket of like, oh, my parents love me and like all this stuff, they're like not perfect human beings. I mean, no one's parents are perfect, I'm pretty sure. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, just like putting all your marbles in their basket or like for siblings and things like that, just like they love you and everything, but they're not going to like completely you. Only God can complete you. So that's kind of what we talked about.
0: Yeah. Good. Stop. They, who said stop? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's exhausting, right? To just constantly be trying to find our satisfaction and joy in other people. Um, anyone else? Am I getting anybody else off that wants to sure. All right, let's turn to John 6, um, starting in verse 29 you have your Bibles. It'll also be up on the screen. So here um, is right after Jesus feeds the the giant crowd. um, And they're having this conversation with him. And in verse 29, Jesus answers. He says, the work of God is this, to believe in the one He has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them the bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and you still do not believe. All whom the Father gives me will come So I think this is a pretty pretty powerful story that Jesus is telling here. Um, So this crowd has just gotten this taste of this bread, that they had this incredible miracle done for them. And they are like, man, this bread is like, I'm full, I'm satisfied. And we all desire to be um, satisfied, right? Like we all want our cravings met, whether it's a physical way or an emotional way. And so they're realizing, okay, this guy, he can do something for me. And so he's, they're talking to him and they, then Jesus says, guys, I am the bread of life. I am the only person I am the only thing that can sustain you forever until eternity. He's saying, I am the only one who's never going to leave you, who's never going to forsake you, who's never going to disappoint you. I am the only one who can complete you and make you truly full. All these cravings in this world, all these things you desire, um, they're not going to satisfy you. I am the only one who can truly satisfy you. And so this is huge, and so what we learn here is that we have to find our security and our fullness in Christ. Nothing else that we turn to in this world can complete us. Um, Our relationship with Christ is where we find our security, and so I really want us to be thinking about this as we enter into this semester, that before we can be Good friends. Before we can love people well, like Jesus has called us to do, we have to realize where our security is found. We have to realize that God is the only one who can complete me. And y'all, I know it's really normal for us to go to other people to try and meet our needs. Right? It's really, really normal. Um, it's natural, and we have to fight this tension every day. I mean, I fight this tension every day. Like. With my husband, Aaron, it's so easy for me to want him to be the one who completes me. I mean, he's my person here on earth, right? Like, I love getting to do life with him, and I love that we're partners. But there are going to be days when he disappoints me and when he lets me down. And if I entered into our marriage, he's shaking his head, but yes, he does. He does let me down. Um... If I entered entered our marriage expecting Aaron to be the one that can complete me, to think the day that we said our vows that I was going to be made whole and perfect by marrying Aaron, like that would have been setting me up for some major failure because there are days where I am just really upset and mad at him, but I get to say, no, God is the one who completes me. God is the one who my joy is found. And it doesn't matter how Aaron treats me that day because my identity is not found in Aaron. It's found in Jesus Christ, right? And it's the same thing in our friendships. I mean, I remember um, with my best friend in college, um, there was this season where I felt really abandoned by her. And if I would have found my identity in my relationship with her and how successful our relationship was, I would have been crushed in that season. But instead, I had to fight to know that... My joy and my completeness is not found in another human, and it has to be found in Christ. And so my next question for us to talk about is, how do you allow God to meet your deepest needs instead of another person? Okay, so I know it's really natural for us to want to go to other people to meet our deepest needs, but how can we think intentionally this semester about letting God meet our deepest needs instead of turning to another human Um, and really putting into action what Jesus is saying that he is the only one that can satisfy us, that he is our bread of life so how can we choose to be satisfied by that bread of life? So y'all talk about it. All right. Let's hear from David and Micaiah to start us out.
4: Hello? Oh, okay. Hey, I'm Micaiah, if I haven't met y'all. So, for question two, for my example, um, so when I got got out of high school and came into UMHB, I got into a really serious relationship, um, thought I was going to marry him, pretty much, and the people around me thought like, hey, Micaiah and her boyfriend are gonna be married, it's gonna be like the Christian power couple, pretty much, and I remember, Before I got into that relationship, thinking, like, look like I want to be just Micaiah and being content in Micaiah, found in the Lord pretty much. Because, like, kind of like what Sydney said earlier, like, you always hear, like, oh, that person completes me, like, they're my whole world. Like, I don't know what I would do without them. And I remember thinking, like, I never want to be that girl that finds her identity in someone else. And that, like, my identity is only found in the Lord, and that's it and when i got into that relationship and thinking look like i told him i was like look like my identity is not found in you and that i don't need you to make micaiah and only micaiah makes micaiah and only the lord makes micaiah and once i got out of that relationship because i remember when it ended i a year into that relationship i had a lot of doubt and anxiety about and i didn't know why And so when um, he broke up with me, I literally cried it all out that night. And then I woke up that morning and I was like, thank the Lord I am out of that relationship. And I was like, thank the Lord above. He got me out of there. Because I told the Lord, I was like, if this is not it, I need you to get me out of there. And so, like I said, in that next morning, I was like, thank the Lord, like, (laughs) thank the Lord above. And I just remember, like, because I found my identity in the Lord and that I told the Lord, I was like, look, like, I want you to complete me. And that's sincerely, like, what helped me out of that relationship. Because, like, look, like, that was two years of my life that I genuinely, genuinely thought, like I was going to marry him. And, like spend the rest of my life with him, and that when I got out, I was like, you know what, like, like I said to him, I was like, I don't need you, and I only need the Lord, and I just feel like when, as in college, like, the, we always hear, like, you're going to, like, meet your uh, person, like, this is the time to do it, but, like, I encourage each and every one of y'all that, like, look like y'all's identity is found only in the Lord, and not in the relationships that you're in,
0: I just want to speak to um, Micaiah's testimony there. Like, I mean, you you know, a lot of you, like, if you get out of a really long relationship, like, you're kind of, who am I? And I was really, when Micaiah met with me and we got coffee and she told me, I was like, man, she's going to be a hot mess for a while. And then she wasn't because she is serious. She really put in the hard work to know that um, no one else defines her but Christ. So, yeah, thanks for sharing.
3: Hello, there it is. Uh, my name is David, and um, thinking about this made me go back to it was summer of 2020, and I had been seeking my comfort, my needs, um, my happiness, even in a group of friends who not only were they not like actively seeking me out, you know, and bettering me as a person in my relationship with Christ, they were hindering me from that. And I was allowing them to. Um, And so it was the type of thing, you know, I was by myself here. It was over COVID um, summer. And so I'm here over the summer doing online classes, and it's the only people that are here. Um, And I use that as my excuse to, you know, go out drinking with them every night Um, and feeling empty emotionally and spiritually, but full right here. Um, and so once I finally stopped seeking them out and stopped trying to put myself in those relationships and finally said, okay, God, I know you have relationships and friends. There are people out there that want the same thing as me and that's you. Those people started being put into my life by God. And so once I finally allowed myself to be alone with God, they started popping up everywhere. And like, he just rebuilt my entire community of people, Um, and so that would would be my thing, is, like, be okay with having your community rebuilt, having it torn down, burnt to ashes, and rebuilt.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think with you there, you had to surrender a lot of control, too, like, you wanted to have control over that situation, but um, it was probably really scary for you to just say, hey, no, I'm going to be okay with being alone and then allowing God to meet those needs. And then he, he does bring you good community. So, yeah, thanks for sharing. Anyone else want to share how you allow God to meet your deepest needs rather than other humans? Abby? Someone? Robert? Here, you all want to? Thanks, guys.
1: Hello. Okay. Uh, This is mostly just for Sydney. Um, You attacked Aaron a little harshly, so we just want to say that we support him as a collective guy group. and we think you need to appreciate him a little bit more, maybe.
0: I do appreciate Aaron. He is awesome. Thank you, Robert, for standing up for him. That's why you need community, guys. <laughs>
2: um, okay. So I was just going to talk a little bit about what our group talked about and then just my response. Um, just uh, I talked about uh, being vulnerable with uh, being quiet and having peace. Um, when your needs aren't being met, and we talked about the difference in your human needs and then godly needs, because to be honest, all of your godly needs are already met. Um, You know, if you, if God wanted you to have something, you would have it. Um, The things we want as humans, though, we don't necessarily get in our timing. It's his timing, and for me, sometimes it's just laying in bed, whether that is crying laying in bed or laying in bed content and just um, trying to rest in peace knowing that, like, God has a plan for me, so, yeah. hope oh, that's good.
5: Anyone um, else? <laughs> okay, um, what we talked about at our table was um, kind of, like, when something upsets you, um, I know for me, I immediately just, like, jump and call someone, <laughs> and um, I was kind of, like, thinking, um, like what can you do to get closer to God in those like, hard moments? And something I thought of was like just immediately like praying instead of um, like calling someone to rant to them, I guess. Um, so either praying or like even Annika said, um, like just turning, opening up your Bible, and maybe reading like the truth and not like listening to other like people's like lies and stuff. Um, and then Grace, she said she was. Um, she heard this sermon, and it really, like, spoke to me, because, um, kind of, like, when you think of, um, when you, like, get into, like, a new relationship, or, like, someone starts to like you, you get that, like, feeling where it's, like, super, like, giddy, and oh, my gosh, this person likes me so much, um, and when you think about, um, how much God loves you like they he loves you way more than anyone on this like earth could love you um so when you think about that like I guess we don't really get that like giddy feeling like we get with like newer people (laughs) like people on the earth like we don't really get that giddy feeling with God and so I just kind of like wonder what it would be like if every one of us had that feeling knowing that God loves you more than like anyone else would so
0: yeah, oh, that's really good.
3: Um,
1: at our table, um, I mentioned that our human needs—we need to admit to God that we need, we need, or we're going through something, because He's the type of God that'll just kind of sit there and watch, because He knows our needs. He just wants to admit to Him that we need help or we're struggling with something. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Anyone else? Jill?
6: Thanks, Grace. All right. Well, our table discussion was really good, better than Harper's back there for sure. Um, But uh, we talked a lot about how um, letting the Lord um, fill your needs like in the morning, whenever you are getting in the word, kinda of what Annika said. Um because whenever I know if I turn into the word, um, I feel way more satisfied than if I don't, and going it just affects your relationships throughout the day. And we talked about Psalm twenty-three at the beginning when it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and if like that was truly what we believed in the morning, and then like throughout the day there's like nothing that this world actually can offer us like in relationships or in other things and so like we're already fully satisfied going out into our day so it's like then it just changes everything and it's like oh I'm just gonna like it's not about what you can do for me it's just about what I can do for you and like how I can serve you which is just crazy to think about if like we really lift that out but that's kind of that's what we talked about.
0: Yes, that is perfect. I mean, I mean that summed everything up really well. Like, we have to be um, people who, in a lot of ways, are doing the slow work, who aren't um, satisfying our immediate cravings. Like, we can go to the junk food really quick, right, and get satisfied really quick. But we have to be people who are willing to put in the deep work to be satisfied by Christ. And sometimes that's not a quick answer, um, feeding us from a friend. Um, Sometimes it is just slowing down and spending time in the Word or getting up extra early to pray and talk to the Lord. But when we do that, when we admit that we have these needs and lay them all at Jesus' feet every morning when we come to Him, um, we are so much more prepared to be the people that He's calling us to be on this earth. Like Jill said, we are ready to go out and make disciples and love people instead of walking around the earth thinking, "Hey, what can you do for me today?" Like, if we are not spending time with Jesus, if we're not looking to Jesus to meet our needs, that's what we're going to be doing. We're walking around seeing how other people can meet our needs, right? And that does not um, that does not reflect Christ. Christ walked this earth to serve, not to be served. And that's how we are called to walk this earth. And so that's um, how I wanted to start off our semester, this semester, just really be thinking and soul searching, um, where is your identity found? Are you confident that you can say that Jesus is enough for you, that Jesus is your sustainer, that he is the one that makes you full um, and I really just want us to be thinking about that and praying about that this week as then we enter into some of these other conversations. Um, because it is, it's so important for us as Jesus followers to to be secure in our, our identity to him so that we can be faithful disciples. So I'm going to invite um, Kaylin up to pray over us uh, I, just, I asked her to read Psalm 16, which I think is just a really sweet prayer of surrender and acknowledging that our hope and our life is found in the Lord. Um, and I'd really encourage you to continue to just spend some time praying this psalm and some other psalms as well throughout your week as you're just doing this soul-searching. Like, is God enough for me? Is he where my identity is found? Um, so, oh, wait
7: Okay, here's Psalm 16. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their name on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion in my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at my night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with your joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Amen. Amen.
0: So that's all I have for us tonight. Um, Hope you enjoyed your conversations. And I really want you guys to be thinking about this this week. And if you want to talk to me or someone on leadership team and process this more, we would love to talk to you